Welcome into the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner. We are summertime, baby. Lou Herman Watt here on the 2nd of December. Hope everybody's week has been fantastic around the region, around the South Island. Yeah, legitimately summertime. Can you believe that? I feel like we say this every single year and probably will for the rest of history. But man, oh, live, the year absolutely scoots on by, doesn't it? I just can't believe it. I, I moved down back here to Christchurch from Auckland in ooh, February. To think that I've been here 10 full months is spooky. Um, what a year it's been, though. Another Crusaders title. Ha! <laughs> That's like clockwork, isn't it? It's essentially like the calendar. No pressure, Rob Penny. Um, he doesn't feel pressure anyway. We've got a new Crusaders season, obviously. Well, the preseason's kind of up and running, isn't it? It's pretty much a summer sport these days. Meanwhile, the summer sports are actually have actually been going on uh, during the week. Obviously, the uh, Canterbury cricket side got undone at Pukakura Park. Yeah, you, you can't post anything under 300 there in a, a Ford Trophy game, can you? Postage stamp. Um, but funnily enough, the Matatu, Super Rugby or Picky, they announced their side this week. All the squads were released. And Alana Bremner, well, she actually joined Ian Smith on his show during the week. And I want to replay you that chat very shortly because Alana Bremner is going to be captaining the side. Really insightful chat from Smithy and Alana around... Um, I guess the, the shape and face of women's professional sport and rugby at the moment. So they've been given this 12-week extended um, period to train, especially for the semi-professional players. The reason that's a massive deal is, well, for obvious reasons, it, it puts them in game shape. It makes them, uh, I guess, gives them a, be- a, a much better chance of being able to turn up and play with um, the necessary skills and fitness required. So that's pretty exciting. Smithy caught up with Alana Bremner. I want to play that for you in just a wee bit. And I guess well, this is another bit of rugby news that we didn't necessarily expect to get this week. Uh, Owen Franks. Yeah, Owie. Owen Franks returning to the Crusaders after all that time. Just amazing. What an asset he is going to be to the front row stocks, to the leadership stocks there at the Crusaders at Rugby Park, uh, mentoring to Mighty Williams, Fletcher Newell, oh, we've got George Bow there. You've got the whole crew, the, the young hookers, McAllister and Bell. I just think such an asset. Along with Ryan Crotty back in the back line, Lee Halfpenny coming in to bring some experience. That's why I'm actually genuinely excited about the Crusaders offseason at the moment. Uh, so... He caught up with the run home team on Thursday. And I think it's going to be well worth replaying you that chat because there's a very good chance you didn't hear it. And uh, Owen Franks, he's a deep thinker of the game. And he's a man that has got a lot of respect in this part of the world for obvious reasons. I played 150 games for the Crusaders. Had a little run around with the Hurricanes. We can forget that. Like we forget that Dan Carter ever played for the Blues. What a sad part of... New Zealand history, that was. Uh, we are the Enterprise Canterbury Sports Corner. Enterprise is a recruitment company improving people's lives for over 50 years. And, of course, we want to do some community sport with Trident Homes, designed for living, built for life. Proud 
supporters of community sports across Christchurch. Check out our modern home plans, show home locations at tridenthomes.nz. So with that in mind, we're going to catch up with uh, Blue Clark, who is the event organiser, the everything for the Christmas Cracker Show Jumping Canterbury event out at McLean's Island, uh, going on right now. Started yesterday, finishes tomorrow. How about a little bit of equestrian? A little bit of show jumping for the Canterbury Sports Corner, just to mix it up, keep it fresh. Blue Clark to explain where that event came from, why it is so important to the uh, show jumping and equestrian community down here, and also what's coming up in the next wee while for our equine sports. So that's the Canterbury Sports Corner. It's a big show. I'm here for the next hour. Don't go anywhere. Thanks to Enterprise Recruitment, as always. Yeah. We've got a nice show coming up. Stick around. Right, uh, time to focus in on some uh, women's rugby now. And uh, with the newfound urgency for the women's game in this country, that's undoubted. The Super Rugby or Picky is already back in the news cycle with the four squads already named for next year's season. It's beginning in March. Or Picky will be an extended competition in its next season with the NZR listening to feedback that more, not less, was the priority for the women's rugby on our shores. Defending champion Matatu uh, announced a strong squad yesterday as they plot their title defence, but it'll be with a new head coach in Whitney Hanson taking over from Blair Baxter in the south. And the experienced Alana Bremner will captain the side, and Alana has been good enough to join us this morning uh, to talk about uh, her squad and the prospects ahead. Alana, good morning to you. Thanks for your time. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. Hey, look, exciting news because uh, you've uh, asked for more rugby, you're getting more rugby. Not only that, you're getting more time to prepare. So it's looking like it's all coming together quite nicely for you girls. Yeah, no, that's exactly what we wanted. Um, More games and this next season we're going to have a home and away and a final. So that's a couple more rounds than last year. So, yeah, the more experience, the more games we can have. Um, that's the purpose of this competition is to is to grow our experience in these in these higher levels. So it's, it's exciting for New Zealand rugby. And, and Alana, the 12-week lead-in into the competition as well, I mean, in previous years you've hardly had any chance for a decent build-up, but this time around it's quite a concerted period of, of preparation. Yeah, no, it's awesome for the girls that we've obviously got a lot of the girls across across the four squads that aren't professional currently. So to be able to come in and start training early and get get a better preparation um, for the season, it, it's going to be great and set them up well well um, and have a bit more of an advantage than previous years. So yeah, the longer preseason, hopefully that means more preseason games and a little bit more time to develop in these in these high levels. So it's great to see. Well, uh, Matatu have named a very strong squad, um, and I would imagine you're pretty happy with that. Whitney Hanson, of course, first uh, year in, in full control over the squad. What have you made of, uh, of of your fellow squad members? Yeah, no, it was super cool to see all the new signings. Um, yeah, a bunch of fresh talent, and it's really cool to see some talent um, come through from the South Island. I know Otago and Tasman, they've been working super hard on, on those developing the pathways there. So to have a few of those girls come and join the squad at Super Level is awesome. Um, yeah, some I haven't played with before and some I haven't played with in Super Level, so I'm really excited to see how they go. But yeah, I know Whitney, she's, she runs a um, runs a great cutter and she's, she's going to be awesome to lead this team this year and everyone has huge respect and is excited to play under her. So yeah, really, really looking forward to it.
So how closely will you get to work with uh, Whitney? Obviously, she's had uh, experience uh, with uh, the Black Ferns as such, but how, how closely will you work as a team? Will, will, you be, you know, will you be communicating a lot with you as captain? Yeah, I've worked with Whit for probably the last like five or six years, so I'm quite lucky. I've got a really good relationship with her, and she likes to. Um, she's a really people first coach, so she is really close with a lot of the girls, and um, I'm sure I'll be working with her a lot. And we've already kind of started talking about Matatu already, so yeah, she's got some exciting things in place, and um, I know she's got exciting. Um, yeah, she's she's got a big future for this Matatu side, and her as head of Matatu, um, it's been great to have her in a role that she can focus purely on developing the game um, at this level, and especially across the South Island. I know she's doing some amazing things for women's rugby, so yeah, really, really looking forward to having such a passionate person in charge of this program. I was reading this morning about uh, Liv McGovern. Now, Liv McGovern's uh Turned, well, I don't say she turned her back, but she she went overseas to play for uh, Exeter uh, and uh, did extremely well over there, getting them through to the final. Uh, all of a sudden, she's decided she's hungry again to come back, and uh, she's part of your group as well. Yeah, no, Liv is, yeah, we're, we're all super excited to have her back. She's been training with us, and, yeah, no, she's an extremely talented player, and um, it was really cool to see her go over and play in the Exeter Chiefs and how well she developed. She played a lot of 10 over there, and you could see she was she was loving her rugby, um, and I think, yeah, she's come back. She wants to put her best foot forward, and um, must too, that's where I think she's going to really excel and be able to do that. So, yeah, super exciting signing to have her, and she's obviously brought fellow um, teammate Exeter Chiefs teammate Charlotte over as well. So um, really looking forward to playing with her, and it's always exciting having some internationals come join the program, and they bring a lot of different things. So looking forward to that. You mentioned before about the development of uh, South Island in particular coming through into uh, the Matatu squad, which you, uh, you're really enjoying. Uh, what about the pathways from, from school to club, uh, to Farah Palmer, etc., to Orpiki? Are you, you happy with the, the doors that are starting to open up the pathway for, for younger uh, women players? Yeah, I think that's something that they are starting to focus on a bit more. There's been under-20 camps across um, the country, which has been really exciting to see. And I actually bumped into a few of them after their one that they finished in Christchurch um, a couple of days ago. And I think it was a really cool step for them to see when you're coming into these high-performance programs. It was, like I guess, a little bit of a taster of what you can expect at this level. And, and there were some awesome people in there doing a great job at um, just knowing people just being their authentic selves and what it takes to kind of be at this level. Um, and, yeah, so that's really cool to see. Um, there's, there's, I know there's great people putting in a lot of work and that's probably something that's going to continue to grow um, for the younger girls coming through. But, um, yeah, the more pathways, the better, and the, the better it's going to be to jump through these levels. Now that you've had a chance to reflect on uh, the WXV first edition, which was outstandingly successful uh, in terms of getting big teams back together facing each other, what were the, what were the big things that uh, you got out of those encounters with, with France and with England going forward? Yeah, no, WXV is an awesome opportunity to play these top teams um, from around the world. So it was really awesome for us to be able to match up against some of those teams, England, France, um, Wales and just I guess to see where we're at against against these sides and yeah there was a lot of takeaways from us and we've got a lot to work on over summer but I think it was quite a it was almost a good for us to be able to to be able to have that and see where we're at because in the past there has been a couple of years between encounters and 
and it can be a little bit hard to see where you are at. So, yeah, we took a lot from that. Um, we've got people who have got some more game experience now at these high levels and, um, yeah, really cool to see where we can go as a team. But, yeah, lots to grow on, as I said. And, and in terms of that, our relationship um, with uh, Australian women's rugby, how do we how do we develop that? I mean, how how do we get to the point where playing against Australia is more of a test? I mean, that's the, the most accessible opposition for us, so it makes sense that we can perhaps play them on a real, more regular basis. But we want those games to be competitive leading into these other games against England and France, etc. How do the, how do we get that closer together? You feel? Yeah, um, Australia the Willows have definitely been fighting some battles and over the last year and they're pushing for a little bit like more in their programs and you see a lot of the girls are trying to make a full time job out of it. They go from super rugby international and then they go overseas and seek I guess full time rugby. So they're in Japan, you know, there's a couple in England, um, just trying to get them more game time and I think until they get those programs and pathways in Australia it's gonna be difficult. But yeah, we can support them. I know the the more we get to play against them, the more games they have together. You can see how how much they grow when they are together for those long periods of time. So, um, yeah, really hoping hoping those girls can can get that more time together that they deserve. Um, and you see them pushing some of those teams when they had been together. It was pretty cool to see them grow. Um, and yeah, hopefully Super Rugby can eventually go in where we can we can join up and play against each other at this this next level. That would be an awesome thing to see. Uh, Alana, now that we've uh, got this extended program or Pickies being expanded, etc., what, uh, what is the remainder of your season? I mean, this goes uh, now uh, looking like starting in March. So ha- how does the program work for you and uh, your uh, Matatu squad members now? What, what is the program compared to like last year where there was next to nothing? Um, so, yeah, as I said before, some of the players that aren't professional aren't contracted as a black fern and... Um, have a little bit more resource to be able to train in these couple of months prior so that's really cool for them so we see a lot more girls come in and train with us during the day if that's possible and um, otherwise the afternoon sessions there's there's a lot more girls that are able to take a bit of time off work to be able to do that um, and yeah longer pre-season which will mean more games and yeah that's what that's what we ask for and we're getting that slowly and um, so it's really cool to see but also, I think it's going to take a bit of pressure off the full-time workers not to have to go back to work during the week if if, um, if that is um, if they're able to do that. Um, it's going to take a little bit of a pressure off for them. So, yeah, no, cool to see. I think more time together and more resources and more preparation um, going into the season. So for you, as uh, basically, uh, are you class yourself as an absolute full-time rugby player now uh, with the contracts, etc. you've got? Yes, yeah, no, so we have the ability to be full-time. I think there's about 10 in the Christchurch hub at the moment. Um, there's a few hubs around New Zealand. So, yeah, no, it's a pretty pretty cool to be able to do this full-time now. Um, and, yeah, looking forward to... It's always awesome for the super season to have... Uh, probably about over 100 athletes or across the four teams be able to experience the full-time or semi-professional at least um, and see how the game has potential to grow. And and, uh, looking towards, and I'm not preempting anything here because you've still got a lot to contribute in New Zealand, but uh, when you're looking at perhaps uh, 
closing things out later on in, in your rugby playing life. Is the scope there to play overseas? We were just talking about Liv McGovern going to, to Exeter. Is it, is it a possibility like in the men's game where you could finish off your career quite well financially overseas? Does it come to that point yet? Um, I'm not sure the game's quite there yet, but the way it's going, it could be um, something I definitely would be keen to look into, um, especially just to experience um, coming out the end of my career, living overseas and being able to play for a team would be would be a dream of mine. So, um, yeah, it's probably not yeah there, yeah, uh, there yet, but um, it's something girls are looking to do. And you see some of the girls that are playing over in the super, um, playing in the league in Australia, and some of them are coming to Super Rugby and then also going overseas. So you can kind of make a bit of a full time out of it and make a bit of money um, that way. But yeah, it's definitely not there yet, like the men's game. Okay, just finally, uh, looking across the border at the four squads, uh, Alana, for this year's um, All-Picky, or next year's All-Picky beginning in March, uh, you're going through, and as the uh, playing through champions, obviously there's pressure on your shoulders there. If you look across the board at the four squads, how do you see them placed in terms of uh, evenness as such? Yeah, hard to say. Um, they're all looking really strong. I know the Hurricanes for their... Um, looking, they've got quite a lot of more talent from their region right now, which is pretty cool to see. Um, but yeah, all pretty strong, and it's going to be hard to say. Uh, like I said, it's a straight final, so um, every game matters, every game counts. And yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to these um, these matches. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't couldn't give you an order at the moment, but yeah, all looking pretty pretty evenly matched. It's looking exciting, and uh, of course, uh, the best news of all is that they're giving you more money, more time to prepare, and uh, making a, a much more even playing field in that regard as well. Hey, great to catch up, uh, Alana. Congratulations on being named uh, as captain of the squad. Wish you all the best in your preparations. Welcome. Thank you very much. The Crusaders juggernaut never seems to stop, always producing great talent, but also luring great talent back home. Ryan Crotty, we've already had on the run home earlier this year about him being back in the red and black for Super Rugby Pacific. And another great of the franchise, Owen Franks, returning for 2024. It just feels right. Uh, the man himself joins us now. Very big news this week uh, for Crusaders fans. Owen, and for you, how big a news is this? Yeah, it's big for me as well. It's... Um... I think it's more exciting at this stage of the career where, you know, really it could be over um, at any minute, you know. It's a bonus for me to to still be playing. Um, uh, I think when you're at the tail end of your career, you don't really plan too far ahead in terms of, um, you know, how long you're going to play for. It's not like when you're younger, when you've got a two-, three-year contract. So I suppose it's it's really exciting. It's exciting to go back to the club. Um that I started it, and you know the Crusaders' history speaks for itself, and uh, it's an honour to be part of that again. It's obviously one you would have kept tabs on, right? You can't be as uh, connected to uh, this franchise. You played more than a uh, hundred and fifty matches for them. You must have kept tabs. Looking from afar, did you ever think that you'd potentially come back and be part of uh, playing alongside the new wave? Uh, probably not. To be honest, I think you always have that bit of hope when you um, watch the team that you support, just like anyone. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's funny how it's come about. Um, you know, I was in France a few weeks ago and had the option to stay on there, but they come home in light of being closer to the family. Been a lot of travel over the last couple of years, so um, and then not long after making that decision, this opportunity popped up. So it's, um, yeah, great timing and um, yeah, no, I'm really happy.
Uh, we mentioned we spoke to Ryan Crotty uh, about his comeback, and he said that uh, he could never come back because the the farewell he gave he gave and received was so, was so emotional. It's almost like weird to, uh, that the the cap- chapter was so beautifully closed. It was always hard to come back. Was it the same thing? I know that they uh, they do send you off in the right manner for servants of uh, of your standing. Yeah, it seems like uh, it, was such, it seems like such a long time ago. I think five years, and it almost seems uh, you know really a different phase of my career. Um, uh, probably a bit different to Cross. I can't <laughs> I can't remember the emotions of the week too much. I know it was a great week. <laughs> no, it was a great week because we won the, the championship. But um, yeah, no, for me it feels it almost feels like a fresh slate, you know. And um, I think that's why it's exciting to be back. Speaking with Owen Franks, and, and Owen, uh, you mentioned it's a new stage of your career. It's a career that's just, just littered with success. Uh, obviously, 108 tests for the All Blacks as well. What What is the stage? How do you describe the stage of your career? Uh, yeah, it's really interesting, you know, because um, I wouldn't still be playing if I wasn't competitive. You know, I, um, you know, I always want to be the best I can, and I think it's about competing with myself as much as anyone else um you know no one's uh, no one's defeated father time but um i'm going to give it a pretty good go and uh, it reflects <laughs> the preparation that i put into um training and playing every week because you just got to work that bit harder um, as the years get on to recover and um, to keep that training to keep that standard high um you got to work harder all around so that's something that really um you know, I'm really interested in just to see how far I can push it. You know, I think if I, if I looked at my body as an engine, it's had a hell of a lot of work done, but it's still in a good working order. So I want to, I want to test that, and I want to, I want to compete against the other guys and against, um, you know, other guys around the country to see where I'm at. So that's that's probably what motivates me. Uh, engines in good shape. The chassis need a bit of panel bedding, though. Do you think perhaps so, or? <laughs> It's um, it's had heaps of panel beating. It's, 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 it's almost a new engine. <laughs> now, yeah. uh, Owen, as as you look, obviously some of your standing and reputation, uh, any club around the uh, the planet would be uh, stoked to have. But I don't imagine that you could have walked into many tougher propositions. Certainly not in New Zealand, as far as uh, look, hoping to get uh, minutes under your belt. The front row talent available at the Crusaders is ju- it's just ridiculous with uh, Tamati Williams, Fletcher Newell, George Bauer, Joe Moody. I mean, this this is competition for spots. An experienced All Black is missing out on the squad. Yeah, that's right. And that's uh, I think that's the nature of high performance. Um, you know, and uh, I think all those guys will acknowledge um you know, you put in the work, but if someone's done a better job, then uh, you know, credit to them. But I'm sure everyone in that group, um, well, I know, I know most of them, and they're all, all of them, and they're all, all really competitive. And I'm sure there'll be some, um, there'll certainly be some tough scrum sessions coming up. I can tell you that. So, um, yeah, like I said, I think that's the exciting bit of about coming back is that I'm, I'm amongst the group that's already world class, and to see where I can fit in amongst that and, you know, and then see how I go is, um, is, is exciting. Look, when you started your career, you, I'm sure, looked up to the those with uh, the, the level of experience that, that you bring uh, and, you know, that part of that relationship they were helping teaching you while you were growing. And I'm sure that you'll be in charge uh, of passing some of that Williams on, um, magic on to Tommy Williams and the likes, but you didn't come to watch from the stands, I'm guessing. 
Alan. No, not at all. Goes without saying, and I think this is a um, you know it's a unique group. To be honest, I don't think there's going to be much I can pass on to these guys. Like I said, they're all they're all All Blacks, they're all world class in their own right, and um, you know they're on a on a steep rise up. I think um, I think you learn a lot in scrummaging just by watching, and uh, yeah, like it's certainly not my mindset to go in there and pass pass on anything I just I hold myself to the standard that um, that I always aim to and um, you know I'm sure I'm sure we'll all be learning off each other Speaking uh, with Owen Franks you mentioned that you're competitive I mean let's be fair you and uh, and, and brother Ben were, were renowned for your uh, for your competition have you mellowed in your uh, more um, experienced stage of your career or is it still as um, as hammer and tong as always? No, no, I think uh, oh, I think as you get older, well, for me anyway, become emotionally a bit more um, uh, smarter, a bit more intelligent, if you can say that. Sometimes I think I've still got the mind of a, a 10-year-old with my humour and things. <laughs> but, um, you know, when you're younger, you, uh, you know, it's easy to get caught up in selection and worry about this and that. And I think at this stage, you learn to handle that a bit better. But in terms of... If I've got to compete against someone at training, that that fire's still there, one one hundred percent. And if I, you know, it, um, I think to get to the stage in your career where you feel like you don't have that desire or uh, ability to compete is, you know, when you should give it up. And um, I don't feel like I'm at, at that stage. It wasn't that long ago, and it was roughly about the time that uh, Scott Robertson was announced to go uh, into the All Blacks coach next. The people said, finally, the Crusaders are looking vulnerable. But tell you what, now we see that uh, the team being put together uh, and you know, knowing what uh, Rob Penny already knows institutionally about uh, rugby in uh, red-black territory, it's hard to see a whole lot of weaknesses, but there will be that massive target, one you're extraordinarily used to uh, having on your back, on. Yeah, I think that's the nature of being a part of a great franchise and team is that, um, you know, it's most teams' biggest game when you play them. And I experienced that in France with Toulouse because, um, you know, they're a huge, I think, the most successful club in Europe. Um, and, and it was the same there. You know, every game was a, was a sellout and they certainly had a lot of targets on their back. But I think those great those great clubs and franchises, they relished it and um, that drives the drives their performance and their training standards. How did you find being part of the, the Hurricanes, like being in New Zealand but not in red and black territory? Oh, look, I was, I was grateful for that opportunity there. Um, yeah, a really good bunch of, uh, of players really got on well with the playing squad. Um, yeah, no, I, can, I only got positive things to say about, about that group. Oh, certainly not uh, expecting you to feel otherwise about the group, but was it strange, like, looking down everything and going, geez, what are those colours? Or even staring across uh, at the Crusaders on the other side of the field? Certainly was a bit strange. Um, yeah, you know, because it's where you're from. That's it's my home, the, the red and black. So a, a little bit strange, but I suppose... Um, yeah, you got to gotta switch that side of your brain off and just, uh, you know, if anything, treat, treat it as a, uh, you know, this is your job and this is why you're here. So, you know, you got to <laughs> just get on with it. You know Scott Robertson, you know Rob Penny. What do you think, how how do you, uh, do you think the Crusaders will be different with a, a new coach as far as what the, uh, the fans uh, can expect to see? 
Um, uh, yeah, it's hard for me to say that because uh, the last time I was with the Crusaders was in 2019. The last time I was coached by Razor. Um, I know what he brings. He's uh, probably the most competitive coach I've played under. And, um, you know, around the theming and connecting the whole group, he's great at. But I know um, Rob Penny was, um, you know, I suppose one of the pioneers in New Zealand rugby of the 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 theming around the group and, and getting everyone together. And, uh, yeah, I remember when I was playing under Rob Penny and he brought Razor in as, as a skills coach. So I think, you know, the, hopefully not too much changes. I'm sure um, Penns has got his own ideas and the way he runs things. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to being a part of that. And uh, just lastly, before we let you go, I'm really grateful for your time. Uh, you were in France uh, during the World Cup. You just mentioned uh, with Toulouse. How how did you find the uh, the All Blacks World Cup journey uh, as a as a spectator and a proud New Zealander over there? Yeah, I think it was impressive where they got to an end from where the, obviously where they started that first game. And it seemed it seemed like they had a plan all along to to build, and they they did that. Um, the final was obviously. Uh, uh, gut wrenching for those guys um, to get that close, but to you know, I thought they looked like the better team on on the night. They're just a few unfortunate incidences, and um, you know that's the way it goes. But then at the same time, South Africa to win three tough games like that it was impressive, and uh, you know, deserved world champions. So you got to give them their credit, but. Um, yeah, you know, it's not like they got to the final hurdle and and bombed out. They certainly gave it everything they got. Well, Alan, uh, really appreciate your time today and looking forward to seeing you back in the red and black. Enjoy uh, enjoy the preseason, mate. I'm sure uh, at this <laughs> this stage of your career, uh, those are the ones that you remember most, that most right, the preseasons. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you, man. Doing something a little bit different on the Canterbury Sports Corner this morning. Uh, we're going to take a look at some, yeah, nice local sport, but probably not the variety we've touched on too much. Of course, uh, next year being um, 2024, it's an Olympic year. In Paris, one thing we always get very excited for at the Olympics is the equestrian sports. And locally here, we've got the famed Christmas cracker going on uh, this weekend out at McLean's Island. It's a wonderful show jumping event for all of the local and uh, talent and, of course, comes from afar as well. And to talk about it and explain what this event's about, how long it's been going, and give us a little bit of an insight into the scene in this part of the world is Blue Clark. He is the just, I'm just going to call him the everything man as far as show jumping and the Christmas cracker goes. Blue, how are you doing this morning? Yeah, we've had a couple of wee hiccups just to start the, the day off, but we're all sorted now and... Uh Kids are out there jumping, so it's all going very well, yeah. Blue, I'm, so. I'm really interested in your event because I think this is, a, a just from the limited amount I know about it, it sounds like a, a really cool community-driven um, exercise where you get lots of buy-in from your, your community. So how many people would you be expecting over the weekend? And where did it all start? What's the origins of the Christmas Cracker? Oh, it's been going for a long time, Christmas Cracker. Um, show jumping at the island started in 1983. Um, Alan Hampton set up this, uh, this facility here in those years, and we had just had our 40th celebration of show jumping at McLean's Island, which, is, yeah, it went pretty well too. But 
today is is their Christmas cracker or first day of our Christmas cracker show, and we've got three different rings for show jumping and two different rings for show hunter. So the show jumping pretty much um, all different types of of classes for the we have age group classes where you five, six, and seven-year-old horses jump and they're young babies, so they get a bit of preferential treatment, I suppose, and with the better jumps. So, yeah, right through to everything. We also have a lot of the riders dress up, so they're all in their Christmas costumes, and there's prizes for that too. So, yeah, we've got a lot of trophies, a lot of, lot of prizes, a lot of money on taps, so, yeah. With all our sponsors and that, it makes the running of it a lot easier. It's gone really well so far. How yeah. many how many events would you have a year out at uh, McLean's Island there? With show jumping, we have four. We have we we'll start with our Labor Weekend and then through to Christmas Cracker, and then we have a, a finals champs in uh, February. But we also have a, a South Island wide New Zealand national show, which is our pinnacle event really here which is going to be the third weekend in March this year um, sort of to fit in the schedule I suppose for to the whole New Zealand um, it, you, to, you've got a, it's a balancing act to, to get everyone to fit in so yeah yeah. so we have the four but there's also dressage which are monthly and there's also eventing which have six shows a year so it's quite a busy wee place it certainly is, and I remember growing up, um, so I'm from Leithfield and went to Rungurra High School, and a couple of my friends were, were involved, and they'd be out there you know, every other weekend in some sort of capacity, so it's good to know that it's still going strong. I think that's really interesting, what you say about the balancing act and trying to work in with the other uh, parts of New Zealand to, to get, I guess, a calendar that makes sense where you can maximise the sport for everybody. Yes, yeah, well, this is the South Island Equestrian Centre, this one, um, and I've got one in Taupo as well. So we try and do a lot of our bigger shows, but so we've got to got to have a timetable so we don't clash. Otherwise, it just wouldn't work. So it gives the North Islanders a chance to come down, and a lot of our riders go to the North Island to compete against them as well, which is good. And the Christmas cracker in particular, how many? So you, you've got people dressing. You've got people dressing up, which I absolutely love the mental image of. I'm sure there'll be some Santa hats and uh, all sorts. Probably some flying elves, maybe, or maybe even some reindeer. Who would uh, know? Who would know? What do you yeah, got? We've got everything. It's only day one today, but um, Saturday and Sunday will be the beauty. They'll be just uh, all sorts of of. Um, Things that they have. There's a kid I can see at the moment. It's got wings flapping on the back of it. Um, that's yeah. They just just go overboard because it's a wee trophy uh, for that, which was donated by a West Coast lady too. So, um, it, yeah, it's it's a very very well represented and supported type of event, really. Sounds it sounds like a real festival. Uh, I'm curious yourself, Blue. I mean, you, you've obviously been in the in the um, game for a, a wee while. Do you have any other roles outside? Um, you know, running the the cutter for the Christmas cracker and, and generally at, at McLean's Island. How how involved are you throughout the year? And is it just show jumping that is um, your bread and butter? 
Uh, I wish it was. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sort of chairperson for the Shogunga area here um, in Canterbury as well as the caretaker for the island. So my job is to make sure everything's ready for each show, whether it's dressage, eventing, or show jumping, you know, sort of, which can be quite stressful at times and trying. But yeah, we we try our best. Overall, does Canterbury punch above its way? Do we have fair representation when it, when we look going through the grades? And you know, is there is there a decent amount of young talent? And and it sounds like um, a big part of what you do is making sure you've got enough sponsors and supporters to be able to facilitate these events. So, is it overall in a, a healthy place? Do you think? Oh, definitely, yes, yes. Um, some of the AMP shows that have started earlier were a wee bit concerned with the entry levels, but we got massive entries. There's over 500 um, entries at the moment, so it, which is quite a lot to, to go over through our three-wee rings. Um, yeah, it's just... But, oh, I think... Yeah, yeah we're, we're pretty well... Like, we get riders from... Nelson to Invercargill that support us and I think all the South Island riders really support each other too. All our riders will go to Gore for their show or to Nelson or Blenheim or Invercargill, Ashburton, Mosgill, Waimati, they, they, they all sort of, it's like a big circuit I suppose you'd call it. And that's what I mean. It's a community that does look after each other, and it really is. It's um, I've always seen, looked at that from the outside looking in. You know, it's a, a real kind of yeah. It's almost yeah a circuit, and people love to be involved right across the year. Well, it sounds like it's a, a wonderful weekend out there. And like, if there are any show jumping enthusiasts that or, or sports enthusiasts, are people able just to roll in and have a look? Ah, uh, they're more than welcome. Absolutely, yeah. Um, there's not a lot going on today, but the next two days it winds up a wee bit more. Sunday is, um, is all of our finals for the South Island, so um, it, it'd be well worth coming out. Anyone that's got any interest in horses, or even if you haven't, just come and have a look at some of the sights that the kids <laughs> put on for us. It's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, sounds like an awesome weekend, Blue. You do a hell of a job out there, mate. I know you you, you sound like you're very passionate about what you do and um, a lot of service. So good on you and, and good on everybody that's um, been a part of it and good on the kids for dressing up and getting into it as well. Enjoy the weekend. I hope yep. everyone, horse and human, gets around safely and you, you guys have a great time. Brilliant. Thanks very much. And there you go. That is a great little bit of community sport with Blue Clark out there at McLean's Island this weekend. Caught up with Blue yesterday, um, obviously later on, and then Sunday tomorrow. It just seems like that's when the weekend really kicks into gear. So if you're around and you're, yeah, you're into your equestrian sports or sport, racing, horses in general, I think go out and have a look. Support a, a great community initiative. The Christmas Cracker. Who knew? Well, now we all do. Uh Thanks to, I guess, Smithy, the Run Home team, for those wonderful chats with Alana Bremner and Owen Franks, a couple of really important members of the Canterbury Wider Sporting Fraternity moving forward. Oh, dear. The Black Caps. Well, let's not go there. Uh, Good luck to everybody going out to play a bit of cricket this weekend, though. Hopefully, 
the weather holds. I think it shall, and um, that'll be that'll be nice just to, to keep the summer vibes going. I just and I keep saying it, but I cannot quite believe it already is summer. Uh, America's Cup going on at the moment. Actually, interestingly, thought, interesting thought on that. But what's going to happen with Sail GP? Just watch this space because. The Auckland event, well, they can't get anything right, can they? Oh, that's a bit harsh, but, you know, they had a chance to have that event up there and, and sail GP for whatever reason, along with the uh, Auckland decision makers, couldn't make it happen. So, what does that mean for sail GP? Could it be coming back to Littleton? What a time that was. What a great event it was. So, just watch that space. Uh, hey, nice to have the breakers in town this week as well to get a win. Did I, am I remembering correctly that they had a win last time they were here as well? Oh, I know they've had at least one, which was the most recent one. So what does that mean? Probably play more Breakers games across the road from me here at Wolfbrook Arena. I think that is quite obvious. Uh, Modi more ejected. <laughs> uh, you like to see it. Maybe just taking on channeling a little bit of that Crusaders intensity from across the road from across the road. Uh, have a good weekend, everybody. Um, good luck to all the, the Kiwi golfers that are still playing there at the Australian Open as well. Uh, a few good Cantabs over there doing their thing. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And you know what I'm quietly just loving? Quietly just loving? I'm loving the fact that Razor's doing more media. He's here. His reign is here. So much happening in Canterbury sport at the moment. Uh, good to cover a little bit of it with you this morning here on SENZ, the Canterbury Sports Corner. Once again, massive shout-out to Enterprise Recruitment, the recruitment company improving people's lives for over 50 years. Wonderful stuff. Mick with the mail run. Up after this. This is my mind. Sunlight filters through. I feel my head is bursting.